0: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of the Two Hands on the Hurl Podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined by the one and only Robbie Mansfield. How's things, Robbie?
1: How good. Do you you do yourself?
0: Uh, Good, thanks. It's only the two of us this week. Um, We're hoping we might have a couple more later on, but um, we crack on with ourselves anyway. We'll crack on. Uh, Did you have a good week?
1: Yeah, it was a good cool week and just kind of uh got to see the parents and my sister over over the weekend there just uh, called up to uh up to Dublin just to kind of see them and say hello. I haven't seen uh my parents since Christmas and my sister since uh August. So it was kind of good to see them and you know you kind of like not that like like you don't miss them but like you kind of realize how much you've missed them maybe when you do see them if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I know I understand completely. Um yeah i haven't seen other than say true zoom calls or that haven't seen most of the friends or family since i think february or march last year so yeah i understand yeah, what geez. you mean so yeah i just saw one friend of mine um there a few weeks ago when i was out walking and uh yeah that was it <laughs> so you'd, yeah, you'd almost understand. be a little
1: awkward though you'd almost be a little awkward random like oh gosh
0: <laughs> yeah i oh, know definitely um yeah we're back training there during the week um and yeah, it was even strange with that like but um I I actually have to take a step away this week. I, I'm i busy with other yokes but be back in a couple of weeks and uh yeah, I get back into the swing of it. But yeah, I'd agree with what you're saying. It is um it is strange. It is strange and <laughs> as a friend of mine says, your social skills kinda disappear. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You're kind of you're definitely like, you know. It's different. It's kind of weird, and you're kind of like, oh, like even though it's like you're like my close family, like it's just kind of, it's just strange kind of interacting with you know people, whereas you're just kind of stuck in the house, like you know, pretty much since Christmas anyway, you know. So.
0: Yeah, I know. Lean used to slag me because I I used to be better in person, uh, chatting in person. I'm useless to say on WhatsApp or Snapchat or something. I feel awkward whether you should reply to messages or something. So. Yeah, apologies to the friends if I annoy replying to messages <laughs> I shouldn't but anyway, yeah. uh, we crack on as Liam says, and this week saw the second round of the National Football or sorry, National Hurling League and the first round of the National Football League, and of course uh, the Camogie leagues were back as well. Uh, did you get to see any of the games, Robbie? Uh, yeah, I got
1: seen kind of I kind of highlight kind of packages of a lot of games and I kind of watched um, some of the Limerick-Galway game today. Uh, I was kind of, as I was kind of saying, I was kind of with my family, so kind of buzzing around and kind of wasn't, I was kind of listening to stuff and keeping up to date with it, but um, I didn't kind of get to see a lot of action. So I'm hoping to catch the maybe Sunday game afterwards, but uh, i seen very impressive performance for from Kerry. Um they got dumped out of the championship last year by uh, a late goal, a high ball into the box, and uh, I'm sure they've been kicking themselves and have been mad for uh, getting back for action. And they kind of showed showed Galway the full uh, the full brunt of their uh, their force. And uh, David Clifford had an absolute game, and on on his day, he's you know he's the best one of the best players in the country, and uh, he was unplayable yesterday. So yeah, it's good to have the the, the big ball back. And uh, we had a small ball uh, back last week, so it's good to have. Uh, the big ball back. You watch any of the
0: football? Um, yeah, I, I was watching bits. Um, I was watching the Leash Clare game in Division Two. Um, the fathers from Leash so I was watching that, and yeah, Leash got hammered in that. Um, I was <laughs> kind of flicking over and back uh, with the Dublin Ross game. Uh, Ross seemed to put up a brave performance. They so were down a man for a bit of the game, but just shows even without Desi Farrell, Dublin are just still going to be the team to beat. But,
1: um, yeah. I actually you... watched the game, I should forgot about that <laughs> I actually yeah. watched that game and um, uh, Ross Common had a brilliant chance for a goal and um, the ball was kind of fisted uh, over a Dublin defender and the goalkeeper and it was kind of open goal and uh, I don't know what the guy's name is but he kind of he went to fist it in or whatever and it hit off the post and uh, after that it was kind of like uh, Dublin kind of took over and dominated and they got the penalty and they gosh, I think uh, Roscommon had two black hearts. Uh, yeah. And, uh, as well, going to Common is a very difficult game uh, anyway, but I think the fact that it's a bit later in the year is yeah. kind of playing into Dublin's hands in the sense that if you went to the Hyde in January, you know, it's a completely different place. Like <laughs> it's like hell on yeah. earth going there, you know, but when there's a bit bit nicer weather that kind of brings the, the better team up a notch, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of comfortable enough from the dubs in the end.
0: Yeah, and um, you're, you're oh, sorry, I'm stuttering here. You mentioned Kerry and Galway yesterday. Um, a bad day at the office for Parraic Joyce's side, but that sets up a tie next week. Uh, Dublin and Kerry in Semple Stadium in Turles. I think for the first time since 2001, is it? Um When yeah. Morris Fitzgerald got the unbelievable point, it was only—I won't lie, I barely remembered—but uh, yeah, it's, that point just sticks in me memory. I, I tend
1: to forget that point. To be honest, with you. I, prefer to, <laughs> I remember. Prefer to remember uh, Darren Holman's goal. I think Darren Holman got a fist goal. He played midfield for Dublin, and he got a fist goal, and it was a great goal. And yeah, Morris Fitzgerald's point. Like, who who remembers that really? <laughs> Um, just
0: before we go on to the other games, do you think that could be a, a kind of a, an appetizer for a dollar and final this year?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm not just kind of saying this, trying to downplay Dublin because they're six in a row and everyone's thinking they're going to win, but I definitely think that, you know, as I kind of said, Kerry kind of left it behind them. The feel out of all the football teams will feel they kind of. Didn't you know do what they should have done last year? You know, they should have beaten Cork, and then they should have kicked on and went to uh, an All Ireland final, or even got to a semi final against Mayo. And who knows what will happen there? But they're you know they're after winning loads of minors. I think they won like five or six of them in a row. So they have all these guys that are going to start coming through now. And honestly, I can see Kerry kind of once the Dublin team kind of fade away, or if, or they could even just start trading All ireland for a few years or whatever. But I can see this Kerry team. Definitely putting up to Dublin, and you know, if not going on and dominating themselves, you know.
0: Yeah, just we before we move on to the hurling a bit more and the camogie, some of the big results from, uh, the football both yesterday and today. Meat edged out Westmeat, That's always a crack in tie westmeat to be kicking themselves because they were ahead in for a lot of that game. Uh, meat edged out sixteen points to fifteen. A big result, Robbie, Armagh defeating Monaghan. Is that a surprise? Armagh going up from Division 2, 116 to 112?
1: Yeah, so it was like Monaghan, you know, like they kind of, another another team that kind of maybe should have kicked on last year as well, but got knocked out in the championship. Um, and I suppose Armagh with kind of Kieran McGeaney at the helm, you know, they're kind of, they're going to keep growing and keep growing into, you know, a very difficult team to beat. And they're back up in Division 1 now. And, you know, that's going to really stand them in good stead for the championship because, you know, as uh, as we know, kind of Ulster is like a hellish, uh, you know, championship to try and come out of, you know. So playing Division One football is probably the best preparation that any of the teams that want to kind of challenge for, you know, Ulster titles or All-Irelands can get, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think with Kieran McGuini at the helm, they're definitely going to be dangerous and um, difficult to play and... I don't, don't know if they have the quality maybe to hurt like they had in the past with um, Oshima McConville and that, but uh, they're definitely going to be dangerous in Ulster this year, I'd say.
0: Yeah, another, um, when we're up north, uh, Division 1 north of the league, uh, Donegal edged out Tyrone yesterday, 18 points to 16. That was in Healy Park and Oma. And as Dublin and no an absolute... Uh, how can I say a dragon's den of a place to go Could <laughs> yeah. um could Donegalby now, I know they were all earned champions and that, but could Donegal be the dark horses this year? I mean Mickey Harkon from Tyrone, and still this early, eighteen points in football's fair scorn to beat Tyrone in Oma,
1: yeah, well, i you know, kind of I think Donegal they just. They're kind of just below the kind of top-tier teams. So the top-tier teams, I would think, would be... We could even say Dublin are kind of maybe out ahead. Maybe Kerry closing the gap on them, and then you've got Mayo. Uh, and then you've got the likes of, you know, Donegal and Tyrone and Galway and stuff like that. I think they're kind of in the, in the next tier down. I just don't think they have enough quality. Um, you know, like, on their day, they could probably be anyone, but I just, like... I wouldn't kind of say they're kind of going to challenge for an All-Ireland. I think uh, Mayo, Kerry or Dublin would probably beat them, you know, nine times out of ten on, in any given match, I'd say. But, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be, like with um, Michael Murphy there, uh, they're definitely going to be a threat, you know. But I think a lot has to go right for them to win the kind of big games, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, uh, another two games yesterday before we move on uh, Kildare defeating Cork 2 to 14 points I think that's a big win for Kildare um, Cork as you say defeated Kerry last year disappointing in the Munster final but uh, yeah I think that's but Kildare kind of flatter to deceive at times as well would you agree or do you think Kildare <laughs> may could be the biggest challengers to Dublin in Leinster
1: yeah like it, it's hard to know like with you know with the results, like, because they have no, like, sort of, um, like, kind of games beforehand, not like, even, like, preparation sort of games. This is the first game. So, like, in a way, you mightn't be able to read a whole lot into these games. Um, yeah. and Like, who's who's playing where and, you know, what what players are starting and all this sort of stuff and how much training lads have had. And, but uh, yeah, definitely a big win for Kildare. And, you know, the Leinster Championship, you know, you know, has gone, has fallen, like, from... The heights of the nineties and then the early two thousands. It's kind of fallen way back, and it's just, you know, it's just so ominous. Kind of Dublin, even as a Dublin fan, like Dublin winning every year is no good for Leinster football, you know. So You're like not. to see M- Meath and uh, and Kildare and all these teams kind of coming back up and challenging is great for for Leinster football. And you know, if there if one of them were to kind of win a Leinster, you know, it would be brilliant for for football in Leinster. And I say that as a Dublin fan.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree completely. Like a the joys of Leishman in two thousand and three. I was up at that game with the father, and then well, just to we're... say, not
1: me though. I don't want me. To do anyone, else. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else but me is is, is fairly reasonable.
0: <laughs> and then Westmeat in two thousand and four. But I mean, on around that time, any team could defeat anyone. I mean, it was brilliant. Maybe it's a thing that were chanting before and we probably be chanting again towards the end of the year maybe it's something the GA have to look at to make it more competitive and before we finish move on to the Hurling and Camogie you mentioned Mayo earlier on they had an easy win over down in their first game in Division 2 I think in well this this part of the millennium anyway I think their last time was the mid 2000s I think they were down Division 2 but I stand corrected on that Um, we mentioned Galway and Limerick uh, today, Galway edged out Limerick in Division 1 Group A of the Hurling League uh, 26 points to 117 Limerick ran through uh, I I remember we were chanting before and I hold my hands up, I was questioning and thinking Limerick kind of doing back to back, the last time they won All-Ireland, they didn't really have a great year after they lost a few games Last year, they ran through the Watford Crystal Cup, the league, and the championship undefeated. This year, they're still without a win. Do you think it, they could be doubters, or as you were saying with football, it's too early that teams aren't properly fit yet?
1: Yeah, like, I wouldn't say properly fit, because maybe some people have been training and stuff for that. We'll, we'll leave that aside. A match but, fit,
0: um... sorry, match fit, kind of way.
1: <laughs> but, uh like, um, I think Limerick had a guy, he's, uh, doing his leaving cert this year. It was starting today. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like if you can like, and it's two really, really tough games, like Tip and Galway, like two of the best teams. Like, and the thing is the way the kind of league structure is, you know, like you could lose like a couple of games and, you know, you kind of, you know, in, you know, in a bad way, but you mightn't have done a whole lot wrong, you know, the way it's just, it's just so competitive, the little small groups that are in, you know, uh, and as well, I'm not sure, um the rest of the people in that in that group but they've kind of got two of the probably tougher games out of the way so you'd imagine they're going to maybe get a couple of wins going but um, I know they were kind of chasing uh, Kilkenny's record of three league titles in a row so um, that doesn't look like it's going to happen now so you uh get kind of a sigh relief from you TJ there but um, <laughs> yeah like two tough games and you know there's a guy he's doing his leaving search this year who was starting for or he's playing for Limerick today so and like he played well I'm not saying he didn't play well just like That's the sort of, you know, people that are playing in these games, you know. So
0: you'd have to imagine
1: that maybe if Limerick were to play their full team, that they would have been a lot closer in uh, probably maybe winning the other game and maybe a lot closer today than they were.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know I was just hoping I won't
1: lie to you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they looked pretty ominous last year, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, Mentioning the big teams, Tipperary and Cork last night in Simple Stadium, Turles finished a draw again. Um, second draw, uh, second week in a row, a draw for Tipperary. Um, do you think Cork may have coming back down to it slightly, or do you think they're still possibly the dark horses for all Ireland this year?
1: Yeah, I think like out of everyone, uh, of the games I've kind of seen, they seem to be the team that has kind of, you know, is is probably maybe taken the league kind of maybe more serious, and they're kind of their they like obviously the Munster Championship is always very competitive, like um but they do seem to be kind of going the right direction. They got again a lot of goals. Got five goals last week and two goals um this week, you know. So yeah, I think they've kind of definitely have They're shown signs of improvement. but like again like you know they could you know go on and fall flat in the championship, you know. So it's hard to know as I was kind of saying with the games, but yeah, they're going well, they're going the right direction and I'm always kind of um like teams that have momentum from the league do tend to do well in the championship. So hopefully they can kind of keep it going and they can kind of get back to being uh you know, a grayish uh, top table hurling team like they should be.
0: Yeah, um as a Kilkenny supporter I don't want that, but
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> You have I some mean, beef there.
0: Yeah, I know uh the the two thousands, the mid two thousands, but I know all joking aside Cork. <laughs> you'd like to see Cork come back up to the top table again. Um we as Lean would encourage us to breeze through, uh we breeze through the rest. Uh Dublin uh seven point win over uh, sorry uh, seven or eight point eight point win over Leash yesterday are you happy Dublin bounced back after the defeat to Kilkenny last week?
1: Yeah I think it was kind of important for them to get the win because you know if they didn't win that game then it's kind of you know it's kind of looking like a bleaker for them to finish up kind of you know uh, in the later stages of the league you want them to kind of try and get the wins and I suppose, like, Leash could be a game potentially in the championship as well. Uh, they've kind of faced over the last couple of years, so it's kind of good to kind of keep in a winning way over them. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they can kind of keep the momentum momentum going. I think they played well against Kilkenny last week, and they were kind of right in it up until Kilkenny got the goal. Um, so, and like, you know, you were kind of saying Kilkenny were missing a lot of lads and stuff like that, but it's kind of showing encouraging signs, lots of fight, lots of good... Uh, skill and good hurling and stuff and you know going to a, a more parking leash is kind of a tough place to go so it's good to get the win there
0: yeah um the other uh game uh wexford defeated clare today wexford were behind for a good lot of that game um, but they came good and then edged out uh clare 219 to 120 a tough place to go ennis as well um a stuttering start for wexford i mean they got a good win against Leash in this on the scoreline last week but the game was an awful lot closer being honest than I think the final scoreline and then the two minnows you could say um, in the league Watford only edged out Westmeat by three pints and Kilkenny wh- what would you say I won't say stuttered <laughs> um, but Antrim gave him some battle today every time Kilkenny went seven or eight pints up Antrim went down and got a goal so do you think? I mean, hurling hurling isn't really in that bad a place. With Smeat pushing Watford, and Antrim pushing Kilkenny. do you think the their their panic stations may have been a bit too soon? Say a couple of years ago when they're on about more funding.
1: Uh, I know. I still think, like when you compare it to football, in terms of like the amount of teams that are kind of you know the gap in terms of you know the teams and stuff like that. Like it, like you know, there's a huge gap. Between all the teams you're mentioning and everybody else, you know, so kind of, in a way, hurling is kind of still like maybe not in as great of a place as we'd all want it to be. Um, but like the thing is, a lot of the type the counties that maybe like Antrim and uh, like kind of Leash and Westmead and kind of Carlow and all the all these sort of counties are kind of they're definitely coming on a lot and they're playing like getting to play like a lot of the the bigger teams is helping them like bit by bit. But there's probably still a gap when it comes to championship time and stuff like that, but it's great for Hurland and great for Antrim as well. They won the John McDonough and then they, they beat Clare uh, last weekend. And then they kind of, you know, put up a really good performance against Kilkenny, you know, so they're kind of, they're going really well. And like of all the teams, you know, that's kind of up and coming. I'd like to see them doing really well because they were kind of, you know, kind of down like in the doldrums for a very long, long time, you know, in a way. So it's good for, you know, Northern Hurland or whatever for them to come back and hopefully like down in Derry can kind of start kind of, you know, coming back up as well.
0: Yeah, I'd agree completely because Darren Gleason, when he went up tantrum, an awful lot of people would have questioned him, well, why did he go up? But, I mean, what he's after doing for Antrim hurling is phenomenal and uh, even though we would have been on different sides, Kilkenny and Tipperary, you have to have the height of respect for what he's doing. And he has a great management um future ahead of him because the work he's doing is unreal. Uh, just before we move on, down, I think the result of the weekend, I won't lie, is down beaten Carlo today, 320-318 to 318 in Division 2. And awfully bouncing back from a disappoint disappointing year last year. Uh, defeating Kerry well today, and Mick, F- Fen- or sorry, Michael Fenley's second year in charge. Uh, before we move on, just give a rundown through the Camogie uh, results from this weekend. Uh, win for the top three sides: Galway defeated Clare, Cork defeated Tipperary, and Kilkenny defeated Dublin. Uh, Dublin under new management this year, under Adrian O'Sullivan, uh, in Division Two. There, uh, there wins for Kerry. Over Galway, that's an unbelievable uh, result for Kerry coming up from junior. And Antrim Cork, Wexford uh, over Kilkenny. That was Wexford's senior team a couple of years ago. So it's great to see Wexford bouncing back and Westmeath and meet as well. And then in Division 3, um, sorry, Antrim, Limerick and Carlo. Sorry, they were the Division 2. Armagh, Limerick and Carlo in the Division 3, Tyrone Cavan. Kildare and Roscommon Cavan uh, were the team of the year last year the progress they made um, so in rugby as well uh, we're without our rugby expert Liam this week but the Inter Provincial took place in the Rainbow Cup Leinster defeated Ulster by a narrow margin 21-17 and Connacht defeated Munster 20, or sorry 24-20 that was a huge win for Connacht Robbie I mean they're the team knocking on the door for years but some might say it's only the Rainbow Cup but I think the interprovincial teams are taking this really seriously
1: yeah well it's kind of it's great kind of you know for kind of not having kind of you know rugby games for a while and stuff like that and you know like I suppose like they're probably just taking the kind of opportunity with kind of both hands where really you kind of get stuck in and as well like you've got like Munster and Leinster and stuff like that they're kind of maybe thinking about you know Next year, and kind of bringing lads on and that sort of thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the Irish rugby, you know, on a provincial level, is in a really great place. Like Ulster are strong, Connacht can you know put it up to anyone, and obviously Leinster, Leinster and Munster are consistently strong as well. So, I think you know overall, I think Irish rugby is in a really great place. And you know, the interprovincial games are always you know entertaining, and uh, it's always kind of uh, good to see like the, the kind of local rivalries kind of getting settled and stuff like that, and. You know, obviously, I'm from Leinster, but I always like to see Connacht doing as doing well as well. You know,
0: yeah, I know I'd be the same. Um, they're a side that they just—I think—they need maybe a bit more couple of players to say challenge in the likes of European competitions or that. But you have to, you have to really respect their effort and endeavour every time they go out. Uh, we move on swiftly to the Premier League and soccer roundup as well. Uh, did you get a chance to see Leicester and Chelsea in the FA Cup yesterday, Robbie?
1: Or? I just watched the highlights, and what an absolute banger of a goal <laughs> it was scored yeah. by Leicester, uh, Till Teal, Tillmans or is that his name? Uh, it was an absolute yeah, cracker know. of a goal. He kind of whizzed in there. Um, so it's great for Leicester, and kind of it's always great for the kind of I know kind of like Leicester have kind of uh, billionaire owners as well, so they're probably not in like you know. The exact category you'd want to, you know, but they the, won the Premier League a few years ago, and it's great to see teams that don't normally win 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 trophies and stuff like that, especially against, you know, an established uh, team like Chelsea and stuff like that. So, and you can see like what it means to the um, the players, and as well as great having kind of fans that kind of game as well, because that kind of adds an extra kind of dimension to it as well. So, you can see what it means to the fans and the players uh, to have won the FA Cup, you know. That brings
0: me on, Robbie. I won't boast. Um I was gonna start singing You Never Walk Alone, um, but <laughs> I won't. Uh but Liverpool defeated West Brom today and um Leicester versus Chelsea yesterday, Leicester got the win. How do you see the game going next? It's next Tuesday, yeah. is it, between uh Chelsea Tuesday and Leicester? Yeah. How do you see that game going? Do you think uh Chelsea be sore, or do you think Leicester will have the motivation to go on after uh their great win yesterday?
1: Yeah, well, you know, obviously, you know, as a Liverpool fan, Brendan Rodgers is a is a really good manager, so I think he'll probably try and turn them around. Um, you know, but I, I imagine, you know, uh Tuchel, you know, he's lost uh he lost to Arsenal and he lost uh obviously to Leicester, you know, so and he had such a really good start. So he's gonna be, you know. to kind of turn things around um, and kind of secure Champions League because, you know, he had a really good start. Um, But if he kind of, like, he loses the FA Cup, maybe doesn't make the Champions League, and then he's under a lot of pressure in the Champions League final then, you know, and that's not even a guarantee to keep your job in in Chelsea and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's hard to know, like, will it be cagey? Because like a draw doesn't really kind of suit either team but both teams kind of won't want to lose if you know what I mean. So it could end up yeah. kind of being a draw, which would suit Liverpool because uh, we know if they do draw, then Liverpool are, are playing Burnley uh, and, you know, they can kind of, I think they can kind of overtake them then. So, um, and then they've uh, kind of set up to kind of uh, secure Champions League football against Crystal Palace on the last day. So I think Liverpool fans will be hoping for a draw. I think that will suit them. But um, yeah, I, th- I think maybe Chelsea might just kind of shade. It. I think, Tuchel is a good manager and I think he will uh, kind of turn things around uh, for the last two two kind of bad games for them uh, and get a result against Leicester uh, just, which I don't uh, think is great for Liverpool.
0: <laughs> no, no um, like I was saying off air, great result today I won't lie but um, with the way the season's after going you have to take each game as it comes and even though other teams have tougher challenges, um you have to respect Burnley and Crystal Palace, but you have hope, hope in your heart, as You Never Walk Alone uh, says.
1: Um, yeah, it, they've got a lot of momentum with uh, Alisson scoring, you know, uh, like, that's like kind of, uh, like it, go, it goes maybe into the category with Aguero's goal uh, for Man City to win in the league and stuff like that. It kind of goes into that kind of category of, you know, uh, top Premier League moments, you know, like if they go on and finish, you know, in the Champions League, you know, that's the kind of the highlight reel that'll be shown over and over and over again, you know.
0: Yeah, I know, definitely. What I can't understand is why Jurgen Klopp didn't start Allison in the forwards anyway.
1: I mean... <laughs> but he's pretty handy with his feet anyway, isn't he? He's kind of yeah. He's decent enough, like... So... <laughs> You never he's, know. Maybe
0: <laughs> he's definitely a player. If you're playing him full forward, or you'd be playing him full forward in GA anyway because he has a great pair of hands, as they say. You know, you could probably
1: bring back bring back Carius and then play Allison up front. Then.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could imagine them playing off of Salah and Mane there, or Firmino either,
1: um, but Carius in goal though. No? Sorry carry us in goal,
0: remember? Yeah, no, I don't want to remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> a big win for Leeds over Burnley. Um, Burnley up next for Liverpool, so you would be hoping Burnley may be slightly downhearted. Sorry to any Burnley fans listening, 4-0 win there. <laughs> uh, a draw for West Ham over Brighton before we move on. Is the wheels coming off a David Moyes cart with West Ham?
1: I just, I think, you know, they're kind of maybe punching above their weight for a while, you know, and like, honestly, like for a team like West Ham, them qualifying for the Champions League would be, would do them no favours in the league next year, because they don't have probably the funds or the squad to compete, you know, so like for me, I really like like West Ham as a club and stuff, so in a way, I know they would want to play Champions League football, uh, but in a way it's probably a blessing they don't because it would just stretch them too thin like you know because it takes a lot yeah. to compete in the champions league yeah. and you know like if liverpool weren't to qualify for the champions league uh like it like obviously it would be kind of have huge financial implications but they would have a better tilt at the you know the premier league and you can argue with arsenal as well no european football next year uh although they won't be able to maybe sign players they should be able to kind of compete because they'll only be concentrating on the domestic football, you know, so that will leave yeah. them in a stronger position. So, but yeah, I don't think the wheels are coming off. I think they're punching them with their weight for a while. And, you know, if they finish maybe, you know, in Europa League or just outside, that's probably about where they are at the minute anyway, you know.
0: Yeah. And just before we finished the soccer, so it into Spurs who had a bad run of form defeated Wolves 2-0 but uh, yeah <laughs> suck it lean <laughs> uh we move on anyway robbie and the next topic is music artists you would like to see
1: collaborate
0: so i let you take this over what artists would you like to see collaborate
1: yeah well I, I was kind of struggling to kind of think of maybe two that i'd like to see collaborate but i would just kind of say you no know, kind of mentioned them before on a podcast is uh chris stapledon I think he's just like such a great voice and such a great musical talent. Like he's so great with the guitar and his voice that he would go great with anyone. Now he has collaborated with uh, Bruno Mars and uh, Pink and he's collaborated with uh, Ed Sheeran and a few other, uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, they have a great song, Say Something, you know, and that was kind of like a kind of more of an R&B type song than his kind of usual stuff. Uh, so he can kind of do a lot and he can kind of sing, he can kind of sing rock, he can kinda of sing uh, kind of slower stuff, kinda of more ballady stuff. Uh so I think any top artist out there would be would uh could do a lot worse and um get kind of jamming with Chris Stapleton, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I know definitely, I agree completely. Um yeah, the two artists I would like to see collaborate it'd be Lady Gaga and Bruce Springsteen. It might sound strange, but hmm, I think that would be I think that'd be a brilliant mix. Now, um, the they they'd kind of they'd be kind of the same. What would you say? Um, s- the same kind of political views. Um, and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't mean in a certain sense, but I mean they're both Democrats. You could say. And All right. That's what I mean that way. Sorry. And Lady Gaga has history. Do you know um, the song she had, Edge of Glory? Uh, Clarence yeah. Clemens, who used to be the saxophonist for the E Street Band, was actually the saxophonist for that. Um, I think it was about a year before he got ill, unfortunately, and died. But um, if you listen to the saxophone solo in Edge of Glory, it's unbelievable and I just think Bruce Springsteen, and it's actually um, I can't think for his name. Is it Jake Clemens? Is the saxophonist for the East Street Band? Now he actually played the set theater in Kilkenny a couple of times. Um, oh, yeah. But I think him doing the saxophone with Bruce Springsteen and Lady Gaga singing to be deadly now.
1: Yeah, I'll, it'd be interesting kind of to see because I know like um, Lady Gaga did that song with uh, it was Bradley Cooper um yeah for that film i forget what the film is I know and i will probably people screaming at what the what it is but whatever that film was that they did like so she was born kind of, i
0: was trying to think as sarah's barn yeah
1: because so she can kind of do that kind of stripped back stuff as well like you know so it doesn't have to be all kind of glitz and glam and kind of poppy as well um yeah so like i think that's good that would be kind of definitely an interesting uh Combination. I know Bruce Springsteen. He's kind of really like uh, he's got real passion for kind of music as well. You know, you can kind of see like you were kind of saying with his live performance. You know, he kind of he kind of gives it everything. And I remember watching uh, the Defiant Ones, um, which is about Dr. Dre and um, Jimmy Iovine, who's the producer. But Jimmy Iovine worked on one of Bruce Springsteen's records, and they were kind of showing about how they were kind of spent two weeks looking for a particular drum sound to okay. go in one song so like it's kind of it gives you a real kind of like eye opening look into kind of you know how they actually kind of made albums and kind of stuff like that you know so and eventually they found the drum the drums anyway so <laughs> it all worked out in the end.
0: Yeah they're both kind of from um, working class areas as well I mean I won't kind of sound bad saying it but they both didn't kind of get their careers handed to them they both really had to work to get it But um what i think what do you think robbie maybe stick it up on instagram and see what people think um see what collaboration
1: they'd like to see um yeah maybe ask people it'll probably be like uh, the answers will probably be tj and somebody though i know
0: <laughs> yeah time
1: we put up any questions it always tj is the answer to every question
0: And I don't know why, I don't, actually, I do know why, I do know why, but I won't say it on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was going to move on to the next topic, but before I do, I want to give a shout out to Nashville, uh, sorry, Nashville GEA, who got in contact with Instagram during the week and it's brilliant that you're in touch. And hopefully in the near future, in the next year or so, we might be able to get over and visit both memphis and nashville um and if you're a ga club around the, the globe and you're tuning in we'd love to hear from you it's great to uh hear from uh the listeners to the podcast so uh, contact us on instagram and we'd love to hear from you and maybe down the line we might try and keep up with uh, the hurling championships around the globe as well so robbie um I know my parents because I'm still living at home to my parents' detriment. Um, yeah. Would have a <laughs> hell of a lot of pet peeves. Um, so, what pet peeves would you have for people you live with? Or what would the people you li- you live
1: with?
0: What would their pet peeves be of you?
1: Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, they're probably just. I'm annoying them about my pet peeves to be honest with you like I have four kids like so I'm going to give them a little bit of a break because you know essentially you're dealing with some people that use uh, the curtains as a tea towel you know so that's the kind of level they're at so like basically everything they do kind of is my pet peeve to be honest with you so I'm going to cut them a break because they're only kids Um, but definitely uh, kind of pet peeves for me are um, like putting like you know empty stuff back into a press or a fridge or something like that You know, to say like, you know, maybe like an empty carton of milk or something or an empty packet or whatever. And then you go, there's nothing worse when you think something's there. And then you like, maybe, maybe you look in the fridge and say, all right, we've got some milk for tomorrow. And then you like, you grab the milk in the morning and there's nothing in it. You're like, oh, for feck's sake, like, (laughs) like, yeah, why would somebody do that or whatever? And I'm also kind of a bit particular about how my fridge is organized. So in terms of like where stuff is like the meat goes in a certain place and the vegetable goes in a certain place. And uh, when I went, I went actually up to my parents' house uh, yesterday and I just opened their fridge and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) everything is just fucking everywhere. There's fucking sausages on top of vegetables. And I'm like, oh God, I can't be dealing with this shit in the way. So it has to be in a certain order. Um, So that would be kind of um, one of my pet peeves. What about you? Are, are, Are you more the pet peeve of your parents? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i was going to ask and i didn't want to phrase it the wrong way because it's only the two of us on the podcast and i didn't want to <laughs> consult um uh, would you be kind of like a sheldon cooper out of the big bang kind of theory would you have kind of labels for a place to go or would you just have the certain set area that you're uh compulsive about
1: yeah well like yeah, you in know, kind of in the fridge you know i get kind of whatever i wouldn't have labels and stuff you know but um yeah yeah, but I I definitely would be kind of, I'd be fairly I'd be reasonably kind of niche, I suppose. But then, like, there could be people who are way nearer than me who think, like, my house is a, a kip or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I think, like, you know, in any sort of, you know, household, not even a relationship, there's always, like, probably one person that's, like, you know, the cleaner, if you know what I mean. Or they kind of, they, they care more than the other people. And then the other people in the house know this. And so they just kind of leave everything and be like, ah, sure. The other person is going to deal with it. Cause it's more of a problem for them, you know? So yeah. yeah, I think there's probably one person like that in every house, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that's you though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't lie. I wouldn't be so bad at home, but if you ask people that I would have working with, they probably say, I'd be kind of like that. I like it. Uh, an awful lot of people used to think that I wouldn't be working because I'd have a desk tidy, but, I I couldn't work at a dirty desk. I or, or now, I can't lie because I don't really. I suppose the best example I can give is an ex-girlfriend. That, um, and I won't delve too deep here, but I couldn't share really share a bed. For me to get sleep, I'd have to sleep on my own kind of way. Um, oh
1: yes?
0: Yeah, Yeah, know If I was to share, I. I I don't know why. I I think it's possibly to do with I I suffer fierce with sinus. So if there's any kind of heat at all in a sense, I'm I'm absolutely shagged like. Um
1: so you're if, very particular about how you sleep and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and my legs have to be a certain way, kind of way. I I need to be able <laughs> I can't I I'd never sleep in a sleeping bag kind of way. I'd rather sleep outside the tent than sleep in a sleeping bag because it's me legs get claustrophobic kind of way
1: (laughs) um you need a space to run around
0: yeah yeah so yeah i i can't really tell you but maybe say bring home mucky boots or something from trainings or something like that maybe parents would say but there are no real kind of major arguments at home but yeah when say if I say bedding arrangements with a partner or something, a girlfriend or that. I, Yeah, I'd be kind of funny that way. Um,
1: You'd not be I, missing out on some action though if you were to kind of sleep in a different room. Would it not be worth, you know, that compromise? I know, you usually do it after the action. So <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, right, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just going uh, to my room now.
0: Yeah, I know. I'd be the kind of person that I'd probably wait for someone to go to sleep and then kind of <laughs> instead of hugging or cuddling or something i kind of edge over to the edge of the bed and let the leg hang off and kind of get <laughs> sleep that way um yeah
1: thank fuck i can get let me leg relax here
0: exactly yeah and yeah <laughs> maybe that's why i'm single but no, know i'm joking but uh yeah i need heat off in the room as well even in the dead of winter i have the the heating off in my room I rather would yeah, say a nice you should sleep in a kind of
1: a cold yeah you should just kind of sleep in a colder kind of room it's kind of better for sleeping I think
0: yeah and I think that's the reason why I think it's just now I don't mean to delve in I think spotty heat or something like that that I just it really affects me so that's why yeah um but yeah I definitely need a huge king size or whatever the biggest queen size bed or something and yeah that way I could share but uh for me to get a decent night's sleep but yeah that'd be that'd be maybe my pet peeves but kinda of not where I'm living at the moment to be with a, a partner or that. Uh, yeah, yeah. but since I hope I didn't rant too much there, Robbie, I let you take away with this week's rant of the
1: week. Yeah, so uh just kinda of, this kinda of came to me. Uh, I was out in Little the other day and just like people are, people are just so slow. People just kind of like, and especially like with kind of uh, COVID and you want to kind of maintain your kind of social distance and all that sort of shit as well. Like, and people just spending like forever just doing stuff. So I definitely think there should be some, you should be allowed like at least one sort of, you know, shout with someone being like, come on the fuck. You should be <laughs> allowed, allowed that at least one per shop, if you know what I mean. And if you yeah. do say it, it should be more of like an embarrassment for the other person. <laughs> so or even if you could get like a little on the trolley, get like a little beep a little horn thing i think yeah. that would be kind of move people along um and like not to kind of single out kind of older people but uh <laughs> it does it does tend to be a lot of older people they're just kind of dilly-dallying and the kind of the worst thing is right is when you're kind of you're in an aisle or whatever and the person whatever they're kind of, to looking at maybe something but then they're kind of their trolley is blocking you getting past if you know what I mean so fair enough if you want to look at, at stuff but kind of you know pull in out of the way like you know have to try and keep me social distance from you and kind of get around you at the same time you know the I mean? way so yeah definitely that kind of maybe falls into the peppy uh thing as well but or maybe when you walk into the supermarket and then just the person ahead of you is just standing there it's like obviously I'm coming behind you like get the fuck out of the way like you know so yeah. it just really really kind of grinds my gears to and you.
0: Yeah, I know. I'd agree completely with you. Now, listeners might think this is a real born podcast because we're not arguing, but yeah, I'd agree (laughs) with you on that. Um, I can't shop, Robbie. I just, I have to be in and out. I can't queue. I mean, I'm the most, if I needed to go to an ATM and I saw a queue at it, I drive another 20 mile instead of queuing at the (laughs) ATM. That's so, I don't understand completely with you. And uh I won't say what I want to say, but um Hello no, Sure, I know I'd agree with you on little. I just think Lidl's <laughs> is the worst that way. They have great items, great value everything, but I just yeah. Um it reminds me and I won't mention because I think they tune into the podcast, uh, an uncle of mine and an aunt in law of mine, um his wife, we I was young at the time and I'm still getting therapy for it. I went shopping with him around Dunstores in Kilkenny and five hours, Robbie.
1: Five hours?
0: <laughs> five hours. I I think, what age was it? I'd be around 12, 13, but it was actually five hours. We went in at five o'clock in the evening and it was about, I say, if not past 10, it was very close to 10. Where were like, they in? They were just walking around like they could have passed in the same item 20 times and it still go back around like and it wasn't penny pinching or anything like that but it was just yeah it was traumatic like i mean it was jesus just, christ that's
1: crazy five hours
0: yeah yeah and that's why i don't want to mention because i think they listen in but yeah it was hard <laughs> you've already torturous. mentioned it there, so. <laughs> <laughs> i know i i have a good few aunts and uncles so uh yeah all right, right, right. i didn't give <laughs> it away yeah yeah and uh just a disclaimer uh, if you didn't hear the county i mentioned it could be any county around either um (laughs) so to move on from the rant of the week i think we go to a segment that's getting the most interaction on instagram and uh not all good but that's the way we wanted it's bad dad jokes so i'll (laughs) let you take it away this week robbie with the first one
1: all right well my jokes are kind of a bit more pg or no a bit less they're kind of they're not as uh as bad as in terms of like you know you can probably let your kids listen to these jokes so try to tone it down a bit this week okay
0: (laughs) there are no bad language this week so far actually i don't think
1: i think i threw a couple of ones in there but yeah probably not as much as not as much of a now on here anyway (laughs) but um yeah so i'll go for this one okay so um how much room does uh, a fungi need to grow? I as much room as possible.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Actually along the same line, uh how does a taco say Grace? Don't know. Let us play. Or sorry, let us pray.
1: Fuck let I us, rounded. Don't.
0: Let us pray. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I'm no, that's all right. I'm saying let us play GEA for too long. So let us pray. Sorry. Let us pray. I think it's good.
1: <laughs> I think Liam would like that one as well. <laughs> this next one is, uh, yes. Yeah, so I was in the hospital and my son was born. Uh, my son was born, and there's this father came over to me, and, and there was this, he was saying his daughter was born the day beforehand. And he was saying, oh, you know, wouldn't it be weird if one day they grew up and they started like dating each other? And I was like, there's no way my son would date someone twice his age.
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant.
1: Bloody, <laughs> well, well, one, but I think it's good one.
0: Uh, what time did the man go to the dentist?
1: Two thirty. Two thirty. That's a good one. I like it. You're really into the puns, DJ. Uh,
0: I try to be puntastic. Puntastic.
1: I like this one. My last one, obviously, I think it's a good one. So it's a five-minute walk to the pub from my house, but it's a forty-five-minute walk home. The difference is staggering.
0: <laughs> I like it. That's brilliant,
1: actually, and probably true as well.
0: <laughs> it definitely is. Definitely is. I think I've told a story of one of my journeys home early in earlier podcasts. So yeah, it's definitely true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, what do you call cheese that is in yours? Your
1: Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Um, love love a few nachos.
0: I never had one. Never what?
1: had. Oh, are, man, waves, to. are
0: they are they the dipping yolks? Uh, yeah,
1: just like the. Oh
0: yeah. I, sorry, I had them once actually, and I don't know why every story I have involves alcohol. But it was actually back at a house party in a friend of my uh, a friend of mine in Stony and they had a hate And that was before Stony Kebabish came in. So yeah. there were no there are no getting a bag of chips or anything. So yeah, I think I went through a couple of bags, but
1: Shout um, out to Kebabish there.
0: Yep, yeah, oh definitely if you want. Actually, I've haven't eaten I say two takeaways since uh, the end of December.
1: Fair play. So,
0: yeah, so maybe, maybe, yeah, Sony kebabish if you want to lure me back.
1: With uh, <laughs> <of> TJ special.
0: <laughs> they actually, after a night out, they have the nicest uh, kebab around. Um,
1: ah, you can't say that after a night out, though.
0: Whoever well, has the
1: nicest food after a night out, if you're fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's starving. that's...
0: I'm trying to lure sponsorship here. Sponsorship like <laughs> your chips or something uh, for chips, yeah. for everyone, bar me at the moment. But uh, yet we move on uh, swiftly to the picks of the week, Robbie. Um, what's your picks for this
1: week? Yeah, so um, I think I mentioned before I was listening to Bill Burr, Bill Burr and his podcast and his stand up and stuff like that. So I was listening to it on uh, Monday um, while I was shaving my head, which is what I do. I listen to podcasts when I'm shaving my head. Um, and he was talking about this guy called Paul Verzi, and uh, he was kind of on his podcast, and he's also a stand-up comedian. So I was like, "Hey, I'll check this guy out." And he's absolutely h- hilarious. He's like an um, Italian-American guy, and um, I actually w- watched the kind of the um, the podcast where Paul, where Bill Burr was on Paul's uh, podcast, and they're just basically just chatting, not really talking about anything. Topics wise, just kind of the conversation is just flowing, and they're just just talking shit and it's just uh hilarious and his um his stand-up stuff is really good as well and he's kind of got um a really kind of good delivery and uh yeah just definitely he's really good to check out and also go a little bit nerdy on you i kind of um i started watching uh lord of the rings again on now tv uh during the week there so um yeah so i'm, pro- I'm a proper lord of the rings nerd you know i'm a nerd anyway but uh i love lord of the rings so um definitely kind of good to kind of get back watching that and i watched um was a fellowship of the ring and that's actually 20 years old this year so and it kind of really does, does kind of stand up you know doesn't really seem kind of dated at all and uh i remember seeing it in the cinema so it, it seems uh like yesterday the well
0: cool I, I won't lie never saw lord of the rings um, i'm not surprised at
1: all tj no, <laughs> i haven't
0: seen it <laughs> i haven't seen game of thrones even though all the action i heard in it either um yeah, yeah plenty of riding. I, there's
1: no there's no riding in Lord of the Rings.
0: I heard actually it's on my list on Netflix to watch is Bridgerton. I heard that is meant to be the nearly like Game of Thrones. Like it's just meant yeah, to like be. Yeah, like
1: even like Game of Thrones, like you know, in the later seasons there wasn't really a whole lot going on of that, like you know, ways, anyway, so <laughs> but um yeah, even like people going on about like um, normal people being like, Oh, this is like hot mm-hmm. and heavy and I'm like it's not really that <laughs> for yeah. me. I, mean, I, don't, I just I was kind of watching. Like, yeah, fair enough to write it or whatever. But like, it's not like it's like overtly kind of sexual or anything going on anyway. So yeah, anyway. I know.
0: Just to make it clear to the listeners, it doesn't have that. Have to have that for me to watch it. I <laughs> just watch a load of documentary type yokes or mystery type yokes. So. Um, well, Lord of the Rings
1: definitely doesn't have any of that in it. And actually, there was um, they were making a, a series making a series on some Lord of the Rings stuff, and they were going to include some nudity in it. And Lord of the Rings fans campaigned for there to be no nudity because not what the Lord of the Rings is about. So definitely, if you're watching that, it's not going to be no no boobies or anything going on.
0: No one wanted to see the ring
1: that'll be the only ring it sees. see the, before the
0: <laughs> we before we move, get in trouble we move on anyway uh sorry i was going to go to the high ball sorry i forgot my That's your picks, man. yeah i completely forgot um yeah was, as i was saying i was back training last week so i would have spent in about an hour or two in the car Um so listening back and the excuse to the listeners podcast isn't all about this artist for the past few weeks but it's just what I was listening to. I was listening to uh three of Bruce Springsteen albums, The River from nineteen eighty, uh, Born to Run nineteen seventy-five, and then of course Reckon Ball that came out in two thousand and twelve and um, that led to the Reckon Ball weekend in Nolan Park. Um I just can't get enough of Bruce Springsteen's um music and I kinda drift away at times from it. I go uh, complete full circle and maybe go listen to cheesy dance tunes or something like that but I always revert back and um, to Bruce Springsteen and I just honestly can't wait I hope, he was talking about doing a European tour and I hope um, he will come back to Ireland in the next year or two that um, major outdoor concerts will take place again uh, the second one I'm going to be absolutely torn to shreds for but um, it's the only second pick I can think of is the Your Vision Song Contest that's on next week. Um, I That the, seems like
1: it's on like twice a year. I'm not going to lie. It seems like it's on at least twice a year. I don't know what, it's one of those things that just seems to just come up the whole time.
0: Yeah, I I was actually when I was thinking of it um, for the pick, I was just going to think maybe it may not appeal to and I don't mean this in a bad way, say Leem and Jack's and Ricky's generations because Ireland have been kinda of crap for the past twenty year. I mean Shite. I, Yeah, yeah and odd year you'd have good songs, but um but because they made a the balls of it sending Dustin to Turkey at the time, which was hilarious. Like it was just And generate as well. Yeah, pure pure fucking genius, like and it was just um, it was kind of just sticking two fingers up and saying, here, we're sending good songs, we're still being screwed, and we send a puppet, like, so... Yeah, but, like,
1: the thing about it is, it's, it's gone very political, you know? Yeah. You can almost, even, like, I you know, like, Marty Whelan does, like, the thing or whatever, and he's almost predicting who's going to vote for who. Like... Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, that, logistically, we're never, ever going to get any votes off anyone because we're not beside anyone apart from the UK. And, like, in fairness I think the UK, actually does give us a few votes. We don't, we don't give any back to them though. No. Unfortunately for them. Yeah. um, It's,
0: it's, it's kind of a family tradition. I won't lie to you. The past while, father's kind of after drifting away. He used to really love it. The likes of the time rock and roll kids was out and all of that. I mean, that was, it was just a terrific generation. Maybe things are after kind of change and maybe it's moving to a kind of different age demographic and, kinda of different people and all of that. But I i still kind of have the grafford, I won't lie to you. I like yeah.
1: Well I remember like us all like sitting down to watch it like being like an exciting thing, like when we were good yeah. at it. <laughs> and then yeah. we kinda of slowly became worse and worse and worse at it. And um definitely in my house it would not be a popular choice of so something to put on. So <laughs> yeah. if I was alone in the house maybe I might I might show it on. But um the thing it kind of goes on for hours and hours and like, you know, yeah. Even like the whole voting thing, you know, as I was kinda of saying, it's very kind of strategic and you know, and just like there's also like the the way to have like the public voting and they have people voting in juries and all that sort of stuff. So maybe if they were yeah. to just do like a uh, like a just just people vote, I think that would be probably a fairer way to do it to be honest.
0: Yeah. Now looking now I won't drag on much more on it. Kind of looking at our song this year, it's kind of a good production to it, and I I hope it does well. I won't lie to you, and maybe that's you made a good point there. Maybe it's kind of a generational thing because Ireland are after doing so bad. So I mean, people in their twenties, teen, teens, twenties, all of that won't remember the good days, and maybe I mean that. Sweden still seems to be the kingpins. They may not, they're still behind Ireland. They may not be winning every year, but they still kind of go all out and have a kind of a good crack at it every year. But um, yeah, I know, I, I, I kind of love it. And um, yeah, I, I'll i probably watch it um if I get a chance. Uh, we move on to the high ball, Robbie, before I dig a hole deeper for myself here.
1: Who, uh, the high ball.
0: <laughs> the high ball now i won't lie to you i since the podcast started i had maybe one or two kind of good highballs i struggled trying to pick for highball but it's just something kind of popped into my head um as i was saying i was looking into a lot of documentaries and um i won't say conspiracy theories but things around kind of things that can't be explained and all of that so people might wonder what that has to do with uh high ball this week and i'm I'm one of them (laughs) yeah so my question for you robbie is you hopefully in the long long distant future in the next 60 70 years please god uh you close your eyes for the last time and you head up to the pearly gates and you're standing in front of god or saint peter and he gives you a choice either to have a rerun of your life so you go back as yourself or you can be reincarnated as someone else. That's where the conspiracy or whether reincarnation or whatever, I know some faiths have it. So would you rather come back as yourself in a new life with no memories, no nothing, just completely start off again? Or would you be like to be reincarnated as another person? And I know Liam, if he's listening is saying what a load of shit of a highball.
1: No, no, I think it's a good question. I just have one question about it though, is that like, if you have no knowledge, going back to live your life again, then what would be different?
0: Yeah, I I knew that question to be asked, and I'm not just saying okay. it in hindsight. The reason why is maybe. Do you want me to give my answer first, and it might explain? Yeah, maybe it a maybe bit. just so
1: give me a little bit of kind of context yeah. of so that because maybe kind of see maybe why you might want to live it again. Yeah. Go on, yeah.
0: So the reason why is, yeah the. My current life, yeah, they have been struggles and everyone has them, but they have been really good days. And I was lucky to be involved in things I got to meet. uh, I won't class them as celebrities because I class them as um, kind of friends. I could pick up the phone to them and all of that. Say personalities and all that. I was lucky to have that. Enjoy radio and all that and make absolutely fabulous friends. Uh, I mean, through this podcast, through... Um, Mocker and firma and everything like that I'm lucky to have a wonderful family that any of anyone any time or anyone I could pick up the phone to if there were struggles or anything so i probably come back as myself now it might sound strange because I know you know life path as in back to the future your future isn't written it's what you make it kind of way I know I'm paraphrasing here but yeah I'd like to come back and i I think it could be i won't say it'd be any better than it currently is, so yeah that'd be my choice for it
1: yeah well, I suppose like you know now for me myself like i've you know what I would see as quite a privileged you know life and upbringing, and like never like really had kinda you know any kind of real like bad struggle or you know tragedy or anything like that, you know, knock on wood, wood, um, all these sort of things, like, so far in my life, you know, so you know, I don't like, would you be kind of, like, wanting, like, I don't know, to maybe, because maybe to a certain degree, I do believe maybe there's kind of something after death, if you know what I mean, so yeah. like, would it be better to just go for a reincarnation type of a thing or, yeah, I don't know. I suppose like the way you're kind of putting it like if you got a chance to have a good another go at your own life you would probably would pick that because it's a safer bet unless you like unless you were someone who'd lived like a horrible life you know what I mean Um, and but then like like if you were to if you were to have a go at your life again would there like just be no is there no time or yeah it raises kind of questions that way for me but um yeah, I think probably the safest bet is to kind of go, like for me anyway, because like I have, you know, have the same privileged life and a wonderful family and lots of people I love in my life. Uh, so I would definitely, like, would probably pick to just go again. <laughs> I'll yeah. just do that again. Yeah, so, I know. Um,
0: yeah, I know. It has to be my thinking as well. And, I mean, yeah, I'm blessed with family, friends I have. And, like, struggles, do so you know what? They're minuscule. They're actually minuscule when you kind of put other things in perspective unfortunately in the past and i won't go delve in but the past couple of weeks there have been a couple of deaths with cousins and family on both sides so when you're seeing the way other people struggles and the word you kind of put your life in perspective and you say how lucky you are and um yeah i i won't lie and i i don't know there's kind of a shame but i i do believe there there's something further um on from this life i do have faith and all of that i may not go yeah. to if you were to
1: choose a different life though you could end up being a billionaire or you could end up being like you know you know like someone who has like a really really horrible life you know no so, not so not to equate like loads of money with you know having a good life or whatever but like you know what i'm trying to say you could have like really you know extravagant lifestyle and you know everything going well or you could be like so it's the randomness you're kind of you're kind of um if you were to kind of pick for something else re- or it could come back as a different animal or whatever like you know, anyway reincar- yeah. so reincarnation could mean a whole lot of crap as well like you know so yeah that's something no else
0: valid points actually before we finish because yeah we're coming near the end um at a time what would your view say on deja vuby be? um because <laughs> i i won't like glitch here. in the matrix <laughs> i i've yeah, I, I had some freaky deja vu moments. It, it actually felt. Do you think it's actually just a state of mind like um experts and scientists would say? Or do you think there's maybe more to it that maybe things happened before, actually did happen before? Or is it just your brain playing tricks on you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe as well, like in lockdown. You know, I think you get a lot of deja vu. It's like, oh, I've done this before. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. Groundhog Day all over again. It's like, you know, and you know, I, I think I would get a, a lot in kind of work.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, where I'm like, this situation has happened before, you know, and like maybe when you're in work, it's kind of like you kind of dismiss it a little bit because it's like, well, you know, you're probably in the same situation again. That's probably no real surprise. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's definitely kind of, it feels like, weird kind of having like a kind of deja vu sort of moment. Um but like definitely uh, I was kinda of saying like like in lockdown, you know, it's almost like a cycle of <laughs> deja vu. It's like I'm like, oh no, I'm back to work soon and uh thank God for that. You know, not like I've kinda of enjoyed being at home as well, but like it's kind of you know, like you're kinda of getting them to say, Well I know what's ahead of me today, you know, <laughs> I know what's gonna happen, you know so I suppose like when you're kind of maybe going off and you're kind of working and you're kind of meeting random people, there's certain random elements to kind of every day, you know, the way. So uh, definitely going to have less deja vu moments in the next few months anyway, for sure.
0: Yeah, I know, definitely. And I hope that's the same for everyone now, because, yeah, it's after being a tough couple of years, but thank God we're nearly out the right side. Yeah, that's where we leave it for today, Robbie. I have to say I really enjoyed it, and I hope I didn't bullshit too much. But, uh, no,
1: no, it was a good chat, good fun. We think we got you got you a good bit there, so happy days, man.
0: Yeah, and we uh, chat to the listeners next week. We're going to put up a couple of polls for uh, the artists you'd like to see collaborate and the bad dad jokes. Um I won't lie, I, forget who, I forgot who won last week, but I know it wasn't I forgot to
1: put up the poll, actually. I forgot to put it up. I,
0: that's good, because I never thought of it till now. So. I think you were
1: going to win anyway. I think you were going to win anyway. So I'll give you that one, TJ, because Liam's not here. So for everyone on the podcast, you won last week.
0: Anyway, uh, we leave it at that. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can, of course, uh, get in touch with us on Instagram and Facebook and we'd love to hear from you. Until next week, uh, be safe and be careful and talk to you then. Thanks a million, Rob. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks, Good, you, Good luck. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye-bye.